Welcome to the Empowered Parent Podcast with Renee. Being a teenager is hard. Being a parent of a teenager can be even harder. Each episode, we deliver tips, tools, tricks, and stories to help you feel empowered, confident, and energized as the parent of a teenager. Teenagers want to be happy. Sometimes they just need a little help along the way. Now, here's your host, Renee Sinning. Renee is a certified life, leadership, and success coach for teenagers and their parents. She's also a mom of three young adults and an experienced high school educator of 18 years. Renee is well-versed in everything teen. Now, without any further ado, here's Renee. Hey parents, it's Renee, teen life coach and parent partner. I'm glad you're here for another episode of the Empowered Parent Podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about the word why. It seems like a pretty basic word, right? No big deal. It gets us answers. But the truth is that we have to be careful when we use the word why, especially with our teenagers. Because So it's one thing to say something like, I wonder why the sky is blue, but it's a whole other thing with your teenagers to use the word why. Not that you can't or shouldn't, but it's rather how you use it and what your intention is. So for example, some common phrases as parents, we as teens, and I have done this myself as a mom, things like, why didn't you pass that test? Why are you home late? Why didn't you call? Might my ask your teenagers, why'd you say whatever, say that, or why did you do that? Why are you always in your room? Why can't you spend more time with the family? Why do I have to ask you more than once to unload the dishwasher or whatever that may be? So I don't know if you notice anything there, but there's actually a whole lot of judgment with the word why, often unintended, right? As parents, we're just looking for answers, but it's the way we use it that our teens can perceive those questions, which may be very innocent for us. And we really are just trying to figure out what's going on, but they might perceive them as you don't trust them. You know, when you say, why are you late? They they might think that my parents don't trust me or They might think we don't believe in them. When you say, why didn't you pass that test? You're smart enough. They think we don't believe in them. Or if we say something like, why are you always in your room? Then they might interpret that as we don't respect them or we don't respect their need for privacy. And for teenagers, we have to remember that perception is reality. So it's depending on how we use the word why. And so we want to think about our tone, like, is it accusatory or could it be perceived as being accusatory? And what's our body language? Because a lot of times when we ask our, use the word why for those questions I just just mentioned above or questions similar to that, our facial expression might give away that we're maybe upset with them or we're angry, our arms might be crossed, whatever that may be. So not only how we use it, but also what is our body language? What is the unsaid message? And a lot of times the response we get from our teenagers is then going to be something like a smart mouth. It's going to have attitude or it's they're going to be defensive because of how they perceived our question and the use of the word why. And a lot of times with teens, because their emotions are not developed, their brains are not developed, their emotional regulation is often 
kind of at the forefront of how they respond, even if they don't mean to. But oftentimes, depending on how we ask those questions, it could escalate into an argument. Or worse than an argument is your teenagers feeling they're not good enough, having that low sense of self-worth, thinking that my parents don't believe in me, which just feeds into their insecurities that most teenagers already have just based on the messaging and what's coming at them from the outside world. Yeah, we don't often think about it that way, right? As parents, the word why, it's a powerful word. Here's a personal example. And so I remember this really clearly. I was younger. I don't remember my exact age, but it was sometime in elementary school because I can remember the scene and I remember the house we lived in. So this was a single event before sixth grade. And I remember coming downstairs into the living room. My dad was sitting on one end of the couch. We had an Irish setter named Shamrock or Shammy, and she kind of had her paws up on his lap. And then my mom was sitting on the other end, and my sister, my younger sister, was kind of just laying there snuggling with her. Maybe they were watching TV or whatever. I don't remember all the details. But here's the relevant part. My mom made the comment, why can't you be more like your sister? whoa, right? She said, why can't you be more like your sister? Now, my mom doesn't have a mean bone in her body. And she definitely wasn't trying to make me feel less. And she didn't intend that that was not said maliciously. There was no like negative intent there. But in hindsight, looking back on that, it didn't have anything to do with me. The way she said that, why can't you be more like your sister wasn't about me at all. It was all about her and her needs and her own issues. And But at the same time, here I am, this young kid, and I don't remember saying anything. I don't remember my response. Probably not much. I probably just bebopped into the kitchen. But even though her questioning, why can't you be more like your sister, I know now had nothing at all to do with me not being good enough. I think the messaging that goes into your cellular memory as a kid in your unconscious mind is, I'm not good enough. I'm not lovable enough. I'm not giving enough. It's what am I not doing? You know what I'm saying? So as a kid, again, I don't remember my response and it was really probably nothing. And I went about my day and that was the end of it. But the fact that I remembered this years later just goes to show the power of our words on our kids and words have energy attached to them. And so it's that message, that unconscious message that was clearly imprinted in my own cellular memory from those seemingly harmless words that had no bad intent. They were not intended to make me feel better. It was really her just saying, I wish that, or I want more love from you. I, I wish you were here snuggling with me. I wish you snuggled with me more, whatever it is. But why can't you be more like your sister when she was really just thinking, I just want more snuggles with Renee, right? It's just so powerful because I did grow up thinking my sister's more affectionate than me. She's more lovable for me. She's more this or she's more that, even though she was younger, right? But all of this occurred on an unconscious level. And it wasn't until really I was on my own journey of kind of self-betterment that this image even popped back into my conscious mind. And so I've talked about this before, the fact that words are powerful. Words have energy attached to them and they create meaning by the person perceiving them. So I share this with you as simply a tool of awareness 
and something to think about, right? Do you use the word why with your kiddos? If so, how often and in what connotation, right? Do you think you use it in a manner that causes your kids to shut down or become defensive or feel a certain way? Do you think that word why might potentially dig into feelings of not being good enough or low self-worth or my parents don't believe me simply based on their perception and not your intention? And if you do use the word why, kind of think back over your own life and where that might have happened to you as a child. It's really such a powerful step into self-awareness. And without awareness, it's hard to really make those conscious changes as a parent because as parents, we're always trying to be the best that we can be and we're always learning and we're growing. And so what are a few things you can do? Number one, of course, pay attention to your words, specifically the word why. Number two, if you catch yourself, try to notice your teen's responses to your questions, right? And not just the word why, but any questions. If they respond in a way that is defensive, just get curious as to why that is. And it was, was it maybe how you unintentionally asked the question? And if you're not getting the responses you want, again, ask yourself, how can I get the response I want? Because it's often, often the words how or the words what evoke less defensiveness from teens and actually get you the information that you really are looking for. For example, instead of why are you home late or why didn't you call, which are valid questions, they are completely valid. So this is not about invalidating us needing to get that information, but something like, hey, I was really worried about you. I know you're growing up and I do trust you. What came up that you weren't able to call? You know, let's come up with a plan for next time because I can't help but worry. I'm your mom or your dad, right? Or instead of something like, why are you always in your room? You never want to spend any time with your family. I think probably most parents of teens have said that from time to time. Something like, hey, I remember being a teenager and needing my space. And even though we didn't have cell phones, I even remember being with my friend all day and then getting on the phone to call her and talk more. So I get it. You need your space. You need time to decompress. But I miss you. And I would love just a few moments of your time. So what's a good time that we can chat for maybe 15 minutes here or there so that I can still respect your need for space, but yet we can still have a little bit of time to just catch up. Something like that. You know what I mean? So again, this episode of the Empowered Parent Podcast is about, really about awareness and about the word why. we. I just was in a workshop recently and we came up with a conversation about this and it just kind of triggered that memory and it was like, hey, that's a great podcast topic because it's it's a normal word that is in the English language and there's a reason for it, but it's just when we're talking with teenagers who are already often so sensitive and insecure, maybe not, you know, they live in comparison culture. So they're constantly comparing themselves to others, not thinking they're good enough or smart enough or pretty enough or don't have enough friends or whatever that may be. And so it's about what can we do that you have control over because we don't control over what's coming at them when they're outside of the home. So it's like, how can we help them and and even learn a few things ourselves while they're in our home, right? Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. And again, my name is Renee. I'm a teen life coach and parent partner. I will work with teens and parents every week. Um, the big 
the big areas of my expertise really are on building up that self-esteem, self-awareness in teens, self-belief, sense of self-worth, so that they can be confident and get feel have those feelings of motivation. Because it's really hard to tap into confidence and motivation when you don't feel good about who you are. And teenagers internalize a lot of stuff. And so... Anything we can do as parents to kind of bridge that gap and not make them defensive can help to improve your connection with your teen. So maybe they're more apt to open up. So um, that's what I do. I also have a Facebook group. I'd love to have you join. It's called the Empowered Teen Parent Facebook group. And if you ever want to reach out and talk, if you think coaching might be something that could be helpful for your teen, the cool thing about coaching is unlike therapy, which can often take years, and I'm not anti-therapist, but unlike therapy, coaching is very much about where am I now? Where do I want to go? And let's really move that needle and dig into those stories and those perceptions that teenagers have and kind of unravel that, empower their mindset so that they can meet their goals and feel happy and feel good. And so you all can have a good connection, all that good stuff. And Well, that's it for this episode, and I hope this was helpful. And if so, I would love a review. See you next time. Thanks for joining us this week on the Empowered Parent Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Be sure to head over to reneesinning.com to pick up some parenting freebies. And remember, teenagers want to be happy. Sometimes they just need a little help along the way.